Hi, welcome to the Refuge House broadcast. We are so glad that you decided to join us today. Here at the Refuge House, we help people discover their God-given uniqueness through the teaching of God's word so that they can be empowered to make a difference and impact the world for Christ. So here's what you need to do. We need you to grab your Bible, your notebook, your pens, and then get ready for a powerful message and see what God is going to do. I believe there are people in your life that probably need this message. So go ahead and share this to them and invite them to be a part of what God is doing today. Thank you and enjoy this week's message. In the name of the Lord, Lord, with this is your doing and it is marvelous. Thank him for the testimony of healing that was shared by Rex and also thank him for this amazing provision. We give you all the praise and the glory. So you deserve all the praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We magnify your name. We bless you. You are worthy to be praised. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for these amazing testimony. We'll return the glory back to you. This is your doing, and it is marvelous in our sight. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Now speak to us through your living word. Illuminate our understanding and grant us revelation. And everybody say good amen. Please have your seat. Amen. Somebody say, God is a good God. Thank God for the healing testimony. If you're properly connected with what's going on here, you'll be hearing things like this happen in your life and through your life. Amen. I actually went there to myself and uh, mommy when we came out from the gym. Was it Thursday? It's Thursday, yeah. When I entered the place, I was like, uh-uh. It was, it was, the place, it's a compound of its own. It has a BQ. All the, all the, the living room, even to store, there's AC. I said, what happened? He said they left the AC for them. Uh-uh. And the, the environment is fantastic. I said, God has delivered you from uh, compound meat. I remember when God delivered us from that, how many years ago? We were struggling with pump water and all manner of issues here and there. You know, I, 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 I told him that day, I said, I am not surprised what's happening to Timothy is happening to him. Not surprised. If it was not, then I would be surprised. Timothy came to me almost 30 years ago when I was in Sapele. You know, I've told you the testimony was through our weakness in me that I got born again. So I announced to them one day in the fellowship, I said, God is leading me to Port Harcourt. I will eventually, it will lead to beginning the church. So I wasn't even going to start the church. He came to me after the fellowship. He said, excuse me, sir. I said, yes. He said, I'm following you to Port Harcourt. Ah. I said, really? He said, yes. I said, I'm not saying, he said, it doesn't matter. He said, as far as you said, that's where God is leading you to. He said, that's where God is leading me to, too. 
says, where are you going? I'm going. And the amazing thing about him, when he came, you know, it's like, okay, you say God is leading you, so he will put everything on your head. It wasn't like that. He followed what God led him. For the first few years, he was living in a church. I didn't even know. He didn't tell me. It's only when we have program, we pray, he will come. But he was sleeping in a church for some time. Then he would go during the day where, because he's a skilled mechanic, walk, started building his reputation gradually until one day when church began in my house then, he called me and prayed, we should go and pray for that one bedroom. You remember the one room? <laughs> it's not one bedroom, it's one room. Not one bedroom, one room. You know, that they shared toilets with all the compound people. So when they prayed, brought his family by faith into Port Harcourt. And when we started, we were six people. He was one of the six people that started in the church and has been faithful from day one till now. When I mean faithful, faithful. Timothy is one of the first persons that will be in church. You all know that. When we have made, when it's outreach, he will be one of the, he's a living testimony that when you are planted in the house of God, you will what? You will flourish. There is a system God has put in place for those who are planted. To be planted, it doesn't mean to be coming to a church. You can, everybody can come to church. To be planted means you are connected by conviction and service. Conviction because you believe the Holy Ghost has led you here. Service means you are active and serving in the house. He's one of the persons that served without looking back. I remember um, when we were coming up, there is no time I was sent for him, he won't come. I remember when we struggled with one generator in the night. Jesus Christ. We pulled generator to 11 o'clock. Generator refused to start. And we needed it. I think we wanted to make sure the fridge, some of the things we put in the fridge. Was in. So I called him on the phone. I said, please, can you help me? He said, I'm coming. He drove down around the 11, made sure the generator started and he left. That thing touched me and I prayed for him. That's the kind of person he is. And till tomorrow, he's still, yeah, we now have other faithful people in the house, but he's still one of the one at the front who is a living example that if you are truly committed, God will make you flourish. When I saw the place, he said something to me. He said, he said, it's the same grace that you are seeing that I'm seeing. And that's the truth. Where we live is a grace place. If I tell you the testimony, some of you know the testimony. It's great. So when he started sharing it, I was so grateful that he's a partaker of the same, the same grace. Same grace. He's a living testimony of what it means to serve God. If you serve him well, he'll reward you. All his children, Faith, Joshua, Emmanuel, they are in university. Should the testimony of our God provided for another to pay off a bill that was settle him. All of them from, I, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> God, you are good. Just one remaining now. And the same God who did it for all of them will also do it for him. That's why where we got a, a landed property for church and also for our place and all that, out of the one that is for me, I cut out a place and gave it to him. Free. As someone who is a faithful son. 
We've been through ups and downs. Timothy is always there when you need him. Always. Always there. So when, when he shares testimonies, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I will be surprised if it's the other way around. His life is a testimony that if you are faithful, God will reward you. So I, I rejoice and I'm thankful that the word of God works. Say amen. Yeah. Yeah, the word of God works. And it's also an encouragement to some of you who your commitment is still one leg and one leg out. Put the whole leg inside and, and be serious. And God will reward you in Jesus' name. Because the thing is, you're not serving man. You're serving God. Praise God. All right. Are we ready for the word of God? Make sure you get the message for the first service. We talked about the first platform that is provided in the house of God to serve. And that is to serve the eternal purpose of God. Say amen. And we serve, we serve the eternal purpose of God through learning. Everybody say learning. Your first service to God is what? Learning. Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that are labored and are heavy laden, I will give you rest. Take my yoke. Is that not true? He said, take my yoke for a meek and lowly heart and learn of me. Ask your neighbor, are you learning Christ? Ask your neighbor, say, are you learning Christ? Yeah, you're learning Christ. Because if you are learning him, you will be meek like him. You will be submitted to the will of God. It will be less of you and more of him. Say amen. amen. Alright, so learning is important. Your first service begins with learning. And I told them in the first service, learning, serving God is not a blind thing. You don't serve God out of your mind or out of what you think of how you think. Those who do that, they're playing games. And you know the thing about playing games, God will just be watching you. Nothing will change you. You will be in some sports in your life, year in, year out, year in, year out. Some things will not go away. We'll just be looking at you because you're not engaging the system and you'll be wondering what's going on. You know this truancy, you know what they call a truant? A truant is somebody that does what he likes. Not committed, just show up, disappear, show up, disappear, show up, disappear. If you are truant, you're doing truancy with serving God, then the system will not be committed to you. There is a system of flourishing that is accessible and enjoyed by all who serve in the house of God. Are you hearing me? Because yes, your serving God counts. I did tell you that God is very explicit. God is very clear on his expectation when it comes to our service. Very, very clear. And the first expectation for service is to learn Christ. Because you can't serve Christ if you don't know him. Why did you think by the Spirit, Paul said that I may know him? I have to know him to serve him. Did you hear what I said? Look at someone close and say, you have to know Christ to serve Christ. So you must put premium on learning Christ when you come into the house of God. Learn him. Everything you need is in him. Everything you desire is in him. It's in him. So you must put priority on learning him because we have to be conformed into his image and do the good works 
or assignment that he has scheduled for our life. We can't do any of that if we don't know him. Praise the name of the Lord. So make sure you get the first service. Number two, the second opportunity that is provided for service in the local church, that's what we're looking at, is, write this down, the opportunity to serve through giving. Some of you, your mind will think I want to talk about money. Just listen to me. Because if you think that way, something is wrong with your thinking. It has to be renewed. have to be renewed. The second opportunity provided for service is given. Tell your neighbor, say your next service is the service of giving. Your first service is to know. Your next service is to what? It's to give. Our Heavenly Father, okay, let me put this. Giving is one area we serve God in the local assembly. Giving is one area we serve God in the church. Giving. Now, what do we mean by, please listen. I was praying yesterday and I heard myself praying this. I shared it with the inner circle. I said, Lord, deliver me from every limiting stereotypes in my life and ministry. You know what they call stereotypes? Stereotypes are things you've come to assume and you know to accept as the status quo, the way things should be. You know, and you have chosen to see it that way, and, and nothing will change it. Anything that is you know away from you, you don't want to. You are just like that. The only person that can be like that is God. He said, I am the Lord, I change it not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob are not consumed. We are to change because we are not. We're not, we're not in that, we're not, we've not come to the full knowledge yet. So until we come that, we have to keep changing. So whatever you learn, there must be improvement and progress on your learning of God. Otherwise, after a while, you stall, you become stunted, you become stagnant. All right? So, given, what do we mean by this? Write this down. Our Heavenly Father, in this regard, service of giving, has provided the seed that we need to serve him. That's what I love about God. God will never demand something from us without giving us what is required to do it. That would be unfair on his part. So if God says, serve me by giving, then he would have provided the materials that I need to give. Is that not true? Yes, that's true. So our Heavenly Father is called the one who ministered seed. So he has provided us with the seed we need to serve him. There are three seeds that God has given us to serve him. Are you ready for this? These seeds are extension of who we are. Number one is the, interestingly, this seed are also the ingredient of service. Number one, the seed of time. Everybody say the seed of time. I didn't hear everybody. I did not hear everybody. I did not hear everybody. I want to ask you a question. What are you doing with your seed of time? What are you doing with it? Are you wasting it? Are you hearing me? Paris used to say something in those days. There are three things you can do with your time. You can waste it, you can spend it, or you can invest it. 
Many people are wasting time. Whether you like it or not, we all will add one year after 12 months, true or false? Eh? You, you know you cannot go back to a former age. If you were 25 last year, next year you'll be what? Will you say, no, 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 I'll shift it. I'll still be 25 next year so that I'll, still, I'll postpone it to like three years. So that in three years' time, I'll still be 25. You are deceiving yourself. Even if you say it, all the factors of time will continue. Time is one of the seeds that God, the day you were born, you were given time. And can I say this? You will need God to be able to use your time wisely. Because without God, you can't. Paul told the church in Ephesus, he said, redeeming the time, the days, for the days are what? They are evil. That's what we don't understand. God has given to every man 24 hours. There are no, you know, by grading, linear grading, we've graded a day as 24 hours according to linear chronological grading. All right? That's chronology, time. God equates and relates with time differently because the realm God is, there is no time. For there to be time, there has to be a beginning and there has to be an end. And God is not in the beginning and so it's outside time. You and I began when we were born here. We began when God created us. Are you hearing me? And, and we have a particular set time to function here till we leave. So we have a beginning and we have an ending. And that time is lived per day. Per day. And day is 24 hours. Whether you like it or not, it counts every day. Your 24-hour counts. Whether you are doing it right, it will count. Whether you are abusing it, it will count. So one of the secrets of using time well is to understand the reason why God gave it to you. Very few Christians have the understanding that one of the primary purpose of time is to serve him. So we waste it on ourselves. Waste it on ourselves. Pursuing vain things. And when we don't have a sense of purpose, life will be messed up. Spend so much hours. Some people, when they are 78 years, that's when they say they want to serve God. You have expired. So your first seed for service is time. Everything you do requires time. What did I say? Everything you do requires time. The statement, I don't have time, is a lie. It's an illusion. So, no, no, I don't have time. No, don't say that. You think you are being intelligent. The truth is that you are deceiving yourself. You have time. You're using your time. Whether you like it or not, it counts. What you do with time is very important. What you do with time is very important. It takes time to pray. It takes time to read your Bible. It takes time to go to school. It takes time to go to market. It takes time to cook. 
It takes time to do this and all that. Because, write this down, there will always be a demand for your time. Always. There will always be a demand for you. Something will be demanding your time. And if you have no sense of purpose, you will abuse your time. And one of the ways to manage time is to know that time is a seed. All this way you're saying you don't have time to pray. It will backfire on you. It will, it will backfire on you because the grace you are supposed to generate or the grace you are supposed to access that will help you step into certain dimensions of God's purpose and arrangement for your life, you are not securing them now because you are spending the bulk of your time on yourself. And you don't have grace. You don't have power. You don't have anointing. You, you are not God. You don't have what it takes to release you. All you do is that you apply yourself to natural demands and natural interests, forgetting that you are much more than natural. You are also spiritual. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Number two, the second seed God has given to us is the seed of energy. Everybody say energy. As someone who is an engineer, I did science. One of the things they'll teach you in energy is what? Energy is the ability to what? To what? To do work. Energy is the ability to do work. Your energy, your vitality, God gave every one of us energy. Give us energy. The reason you are alive and you have energy or what you call strength is so you can serve him. What have energy? What are you doing with your energy? Your energy is a seed. Are you just investing it on yourself and yourself alone? You can't serve God without energy. It takes energy to serve God. It takes work. Energy is another word for what energy is work. It takes work. It takes work to serve God. It takes work to serve God. It takes work to what? Serve God. Grace doesn't mean no energy. Grace simply means God gives you grace to back your energy. But you must have, you have to, you have energy because if you don't have energy, then you're not living. You know, a person. So the next seed God gave you a nice energy. We all have energy. There's nothing like, when you say I'm tired, even to sleep, it takes energy to sleep. Is that not so? Huh? To eat energy because if you monitor your, your pulse, one of the reasons I wear this watch, it helps me monitor my heartbeat. And one of the things I've learned by wearing it is different activity impacts your heartbeat. There, there are some things you do, your heartbeat will go up. From, there's a normal range for rest. Like when you're eating, your heartbeat will go up when you're eating because your, your heart has to manage your body as the food enters your body so it will go up a bit and once you're expending energy now when i also exercise the rate goes like almost 100 bpm i said my daughter that was exact, and i read up to almost 200. normal resting range will be between 60 something and 77 when you sit it down when you sleep if you're very active and you're very, maybe you're exercising and you're active, when you sleep, your heart rate can come to 60, 60, 59, 50-something, 50 if you're very active. But if you're on feet, your, your body is not performing optimally. So 
your heart will require a lot of work to supervise your lazy body. Did you hear what I said? That, that's the way to explain it so you can appreciate it. All right? It, it has to do more work. So if you are not as active as you are, your heart will have to do more work to manage your body. So you are putting more demand on your heart in what you do. I'm using that to explain the relationship between energy and what you do. The seed of energy is very important. Where do you spend your energy? That's why when people are young, Satan wants to corrupt them early. When children are growing up, he wants to introduce them to pornography. And, and these days, in our days, you have to get the magazine. If you don't have the magazine, which one uncle or auntie, or one, you always use one corrupt person to bring the material somewhere so that children will see it. But these days, it's very easy because of online. Almost children at the age of, before they get to four, five, if you say five, six, the way they will start fiddling with phone will shock you. Uncle, can I have your phone? I usually say no. They, they just, they figured your phone just now. They're they are scrolling menu. Before you know, internet. When they're watching YouTube. And, and there are this pornographic industry. They know how to catch young people very well. They use kind of phishing website. Before you know, one link will just come. You click it, boom, pornography. And they're young. Their mind is still young. What is this? And before you realize it, some children are already started watching pornography. And the parents have no clue. What is going on? And, and the thing about this corruption is that it takes, corruption requires energy. But the problem is corruption is an abuse of what? Energy. So once that seed is planted in their mind, Satan is already targeting the seed of their energy. Once they leave the home and started going to school, maybe secondary school, Maybe it's not body, so they still go and come on. They'll be hiding a little bit. Then when they enter university, the harvest of that seed will start to play out. They now want to experiment on what they have been doing. You now meet people from different backgrounds who have been discipled by Satan's deception, targeting their energy. You now see them trying to tempt things, you know, try to push the border a little bit, try to try drugs, you know. I don't know if some of you, Coming too frequent. As a Nigeria, Hallelujah! Don't bring it again. There's a Nigerian girl. Don't bring. It. Even if you guys fixed it, I don't want it. There's a Nigerian girl. Um, I think she's with the, the mother alone. She's doing a master's abroad. And she was in year three, I mean. Third year, so. No, it's third year. I saw it. It was third year. I read it. She was in third year. Some of you may have. Yeah, it's a Yoruba girl. Now, yes, I remember I read it. It's third year. A Yoruba girl. Master's abroad. 
and the mother had to do a lot to help her. Just to give you an example of how Satan wants to corrupt your energy. She met this friend who happened to be an Indian girl. They also have these two friends that are guys. All right? So without purpose, energy will be abused. Say that. Say it again. Yeah, energy will be abused. So, one of a friend who was an Indian girl saw a guy on Instagram who posted two Rolex watch that he was wearing on his Instagram page, showing that I have money. That's why I warn you, online is not real life. Be very careful what you put it there. Because all manner of people are watching, including the devil. Put it, so this Indian lady saw the two Rolex, meaning that, and the guy had money, the guy was rich. So they, you know, DM, DM, they direct talking, chatting. So they now agree to meet. I know when they meet all this kind of funny meeting, 12 o'clock in the night, then you know something is wrong. How can somebody invite you to his house? You are a girl. Somebody says you should come and visit him 12 o'clock in the night. You, of course, you know what is coming. So she went with this Yoruba girl. They went into the flat. And unfortunately for them, security camera caught them. Not knowing they had a, 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 a different agenda in mind. Their plan was to rob the guy. So they had told two of their guy's friends to come. So while they were in the house for a while, about 2 AM, this girl, Nigerian girl, came out of the house. The camera saw her going with her phone. She went out. Shortly, two guys came in with wood covered. They entered and entered the house with her. And not too long, they saw them running out. As they were running out, the camera now showed the guy holding himself. He had been stabbed. Before he could open the door, he collapsed. That's how he died. Unfortunately for them, the camera saw them. So when they were initially asking her, this will make my point very well. Are you, first of all, when they arrested her, she was like, what did they arrest What did I do? That you were seen in an environment. She started crying. What is that? That means she had perfected the act of lying. Lying is another wasted energy. Some of you, you have perfected lying. Lying is like second body for you. You just lie. Just lie. Don't stress. Just lie. Even before your brain, we even understand they've lied. They've left you. Just left you. Yeah. They're like, okay. You're still trying to arrange the world, though. They don't lie for you. They don't lie, leave you go. She just did, found innocent, you know. No problem. Come police station. You forget that police No problem. They carried that to the police station. Then I said, were you at so and so place at so and so time? She said, I don't know what. First, first of all, she said, before you guys will talk to me, I, I, I just want you to know, I just came here to I do my school. I don't know anything about what you guys are talking about. I don't know. They said, okay, no problem, no problem. And you know, they don't ask you based on assumption. They not show that camera. Don't be you with this. On so so day, this was you. You know what she said? No comment. And I knew this girl was a good liar. She had perfected the act of lying. That lie, she started it in the household. We lie small. You tip something. You say, another one. Lie small. Lie small. And you see, each lie 
is Satan coaching you to abuse your energy. You've seen light and light and light. When you lie small, you will need to lie big. Is that not so? Small line leads to what? Big line. Is that not true? Answer me now. Is it not? Small line will lead to what? You will steal money. Nobody will know. You will lie. You will cut and Nobody will know. You will lie. Even in church, Papa, there were times, there were times things started missing in church here. When we ask, everybody says, people say, I don't know. So, so I know people are still in church too. Because if Jesus' treasurer was a thief, they know there's thief in church too. So people still, I know, I know. There are people that, if they pass you something, will follow them. They are very good with that. So I know. But the sad thing was, <laughs> when they now showed when she went out to leave the other two men and when they were going out, she tried, but they got her. They sentenced her to how many years? I can't remember. It was about 20 years or so. About 20 years or so, 20 something years. So her master's is over. By the time she comes out, she'll be almost 50 years. Then the other fellow that committed the murder, I think that was God, that one got life, uh, life sentence and all that. Then the other girl too was also sentenced to jail. That's a case of an abuse of energy. Your energy is a seed. You will always abuse it when you use it only for yourself. Can I also ask you, can I visit some of your own? Tell them, say, go deeper. Go deeper. Yeah, no, I'm not like that. Just, just say, go, let me, I want to show you how. Women, why do you wait to cook for church on Saturday or Sunday? Hello? Why, why do you wait on Sunday morning to wake up to start cooking to church? No, 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 don't answer me. Just listen. Why do you wait on Sunday to cook? Why, why don't allow, use your energy and prepare for service on Saturday? Get the clothes of the children ready. Get all the things you want to do ready. Don't do anything you want to do on Sunday that will waste your time. So when you get up, the things you will do before church is less. Some of you think it doesn't matter. Oh, it matters. Oh. You are a guy. You will wait until sun on Sunday morning. Then you enter wardrobe. Wait till I go where? This one. This one will go fit me. It go fit me. 30 minutes will pass. You are still figuring what you will wear. So, which boxer I will use? Boxer on Sunday morning. I, I'm just going to say, as some of us, we waste energy. Do you know, because of lack of planning, some of that time, you can even get dressed on time, pray on time, and be in church on time. We abuse the seed of our energy because of selfishness. Then you know some of you say, you are very funny. On Sunday morning, Baba, you were like, Jay, are you there? Alpha? Sorry, I not call you yesterday. <laughs> in fact, I just tired. As I close for choir, I asked my body just died. <laughs> oh, you they sing for church, I had a single. You know, I know where I go reach there, no way, no. Now, eight to the start, I go there like five to eight. You are an abuse. You know your compass has no water. 
You will wait till Sunday morning and carry pocket. We should stick for mouth. Now, say, Alpha, say, we don't get what I'll. We don't get. Then on Sunday, by, by 8 o'clock, you are queuing for water. Say, the devil is a liar. No, you are the liar. I mean, I'm talking about how we waste that. And listen, the fact that you have children is not an excuse. It is what? We, we, we train for children. I'm the pastor. My wife is here. We train for children. They know me. I have a time when we leave for church. Once it's that time, I'm in the car. Mommy knows this, so we agree. So whether if she's not ready, I don't drive. She will trek to church. It's an honor. We do that to honor God and to train the children right. If they are late, they walk to church. Because my energy is important. If I come to church unorganized and not properly prepared, one, my mind will not be at peace. Because I have not planned myself, harnessed my energy. So when I come to church, I'm not focused. Why do you think some people come to church and they talk? It's because in their head, they are scattered. The summer will be going on. I know see yesterday. No worry. We did After service, we'll see. No, no problem. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Then there was one that was sleeping one day in the church. As he was sleeping, the pastor now said, if you don't have children, stand up. You not stand up. Say, he only had stand up. And he got up. And he was not married. But when you sleep, you only, you only hear in short burst. It's the last statement you will hear, not what was said before the statement. So you see a lot of people coming. Why, why is it that when you come to church, you are tired? Because you didn't rest well. I went to bed early. I woke up 2 a.m. After 2 a.m., I slept for almost four hours. I had to keep myself again, maybe rest for another one or two hours so that my body will be rest, well rested. If you don't go to bed early, you won't wake up early. It's, there's no there's no demon. It's just simple mathematics. If you plan your Saturday very well, that's why I said you will never stop being late until you question yourself and ask yourself, why am I late? And what you don't understand is that you are abusing the energy aspect of your life. You are distraction. Let me tell you what distraction is. Distraction is simply an abuse of energy. It will work on you so much that you will spend energy doing too many unrelated and unhelpful things. By the time you are done, you are spent. And the time, the energy you need for good things, you will not find it again because you have used it doing the unnecessary things. So the second seed God gave us. To, to serve, to offer the service of giving is our energy. Unfortunately, we're not using that well because we're expending it on ourselves, on our pleasures, on our interests, and we don't have time for God. You know, one of the symptoms of the last days is that men shall be lovers of themselves more than lovers of God. What does it mean to be lovers of themselves? To spend energy on yourself. There are some of you, if you want something, there's no distance with what you want. But when it's church, there's distance. If it's what you want, you will trek. Say, be in my house by 6. By 4.30, you are strolling on the street there. 
you don't reach here, say, I did wait for you, no worry. Nobody said, I did just to be sure that that's for you. But when it comes to God, you don't have that term. Satan has discipled you to exhort your energy for yourself rather than for God. Everybody say the seed of energy. Say that. Everybody, come on. Say the seed of energy. One more time. Say the seed of energy. Amen. The third seed God has given us, write this down, to serve him is our resources, our material resources. Our resources, your money, your possession, those are your resources. The reason God blessed you with that job is so you can serve him with it. The reason God placed you in that place, once you lose this perspective, you will hijack it for your personal interest. Your resources. The Bible says in Proverbs 3 verse 9, it says, honor the Lord with your substance and the first fruit of your increase. He said, then your band will overflow with abundance. The reason God has enabled you to have what you have is so you can serve him with him. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The reason God enabled you with what you have is so you can serve him. Everything God has put in your life is a tool to help you. It is not to become the reason for your living. It's not to become the reason for your existence. That's what the Bible says. The love of money is the root of evil. You are not to love money. You are to love God only. The moment you love the things, you become corrupted. Why do you think the Bible says, love not the word, neither the things that are in the word? Why? Because if you love the word, it's an evidence that your heart has been corrupted with lust. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Why you think that who you are is rated by the possession that you have? and the position and the power that you command. Jesus told the disciples when they were arguing about who would be the greatest and all that, in Luke chapter 12, he said, guys, hey, can I tell you something? He says, the life of a man does not consist in the abundance of things that he possesses. Beware of covetousness. He wants them. And Jesus was the most incredibly powerful man because of his link with God. He was so powerful that the disciples saw the evidence of his power. But he also understood that true power is not for sure. True power is to serve the will of God. That was always said unto him, if you are really the son of God and you command such power, turn this stone to become bread. Jesus looked at him and said, he said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Somebody shout glory. glory. When, when, listen, when, the, when, when material things take over us, there was a guy that came to Jesus and said, Master, you know, what will I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, keep the commandments. Now, because Jesus still operated under the law. Keep the commandment. He said, I've already done that as from when I was young. Ah, he said, that's good. He said, but there's one thing you lack. He said, go and sell everything you have. They come and follow me. You must say, eh? Jesus, do you know how much I have? Then as the guy left sorrowful, Jesus said, ah, it will be difficult for rich men to enter the kingdom. Jesus said, eh? What do you mean by that? He said, for a rich man to go into the kingdom, a 
the camel must pass through the eye of a needle. That's symbolic. It doesn't mean a camel will pass through a needle. That was just trying to tell you that the reason why many who are wealthy in material will not be able to follow God is because of their attachment to their material things. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. One of the reasons today people don't serve God is because of an unholy attachment to things. You know what the Bible said in, Proverbs, in the book of Psalms? It said, brethren, when riches increase, set not your heart upon it. There are some of you, the reason why certain wealth hasn't entered your hand is because your heart is not right. There are some of you that, that look humble. Everybody say, look humble. Say it. Say, look humble. Some of you, as I'm looking at you, your face, you look very humble. You look very... Let some kind of money touch your hand. Me that is talking will disappear in your eye. This church will become too small for you to serve God in. You, you will not be looking for a church that, um, that fits my... As a family that used to come here years ago, we're still in the, the Noah's... Hallelujah. All right, so um, they used to be in church and they had issues with childbirth, prayed, fasted, held with them in prayer for a while. And I remember what God showed me before she gave birth. Because she had one, then for almost 10 years she couldn't have another one. And there was a time I had this dream of where she was sitting like in a beach. And I, I, was still, I was watching her, then I was standing, then a beast came and was about to attack. And I stood between the beast and her and rebuked it. Then I woke, woke up. But in the dream, she didn't even know. So one of the services where I ministered, the suit I wore, I told her to wear it. It was one of those our healing meetings. So she wore it for a very long time. After that, she took it and she had, you know, she had twins and all that, all whatever, story. When it was that time to dedicate the baby, one Sunday, the husband came to me and, you know, uh, Pastor, I want to thank God for what. You know when people come and start saying what? What did, you know, when is it we thank God? I say, okay. Um, um, you know, then the, our governor that is going now just came to power. Say that, uh, you know, when, when we, before we came here, we used to be in one church and uh, we used to be there. It's in town. And uh, the governor's wife said he would like to come for the dedication of the baby. I said, stop. They stop. You don't, don't, you don't add light to this, just stop. I said, I know where you are going. I said, you are too ashamed of our church. The people that stood and prayed with you, and God blessed you. you because the governor's wife wants to come, this place is not secure enough. And you want to go to a big church with a big place where they will give you the kind of attention you want. I said, you know what you want to tell me? He said, 
Uh, he says, I said, is that what you want to tell me? I said, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised. I'm disappointed. I said, go and do what you want to do. Because when people have made up their mind on what they want to do, there's nothing you can do. I mean, that's all. I said, go and do what you want to do. Then the mistake he made was not telling me that they will want me to come. I said, eh? Me will come. So I, I made a very um, sarcasm for him. I said, the only reason I'll be in that dedication is if Jesus appeared to me, I said, you must be there. I said, if he doesn't appear to me, you will not see me. After then, they didn't stop coming to church. That's how we are. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, hallelujah. Amen. The seed of resource. Be very careful. Don't, look, don't get attached to things. Don't. If what regulates your mind is how much you have in your account, you can't serve God with your money. It's not possible. If your money level is not determining your prestige and the way you carry yourself, you won't serve God with your money. I know that. I know that from personal experience. Because one of the things God, every material resource that God allows to come into your hand is for you to also to serve it. Not just for your personal comfort and convenience. You can, some of you, offering, you can't give. When, when they, they are bringing it in, you do like this. You, have, you, you do like this. You also, like this. Or you got easy. You, every time they are doing offering, some of you, that's when, you, that's when peace will catch you. You can't ease yourself. Because you don't want to give. You see, the problem is your heart. That same person will leave church and buy a bottle of Coke and drink and add sugar to himself. So everybody say giving. So what are the three seeds that God has given to us? The seed of what? Seed of what? And seed of? Very good. Now, write this down. Giving begins first with the giving of ourselves. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 5. Where does giving begin from? The giving of ourselves. And I've told you the three things God has given to us to enable us to give ourselves. Those three things will prove you are giving yourself. Giving begins with the giving of yourself. 2 Corinthians 8 verse 5. Are we there? And the Bible says, and this they did. It's talking about the Macedonian church who, you know, they were a church that were not, like, financially, they were not that... Bible even discovered that they were in deep poverty, but out of that condition, they became a liberal church that was willing to send gifts to other brethren in other places to help them. And Paul was acknowledging the reason for that, which has to do with their life, their heart. Are you ready with this? Can we do that together? I want to go. And this they did, not as we hoped, but first, what did they do? They gave their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God. Did you see where giving begins from? They gave themselves to God. If you've not given yourself to God, what you have will not come, for, come to you. The first thing you give is yourself. And how do you give yourself? You give your time. You give your, and you give your. Hey, you can't just come and say you want to scam God. 
Oh Lord, I give you my whole. I give you my all. All to Jesus I so shut up, you're lying. You will sing it. Your time, you will not give. Your energy, you will not give. Your resources, you will not give. Oh, surrender. You will even cry too. Tears. Kata. <laughs> oh, Jesus, I give you everything. Jesus said, really? Really? Everything? Yesterday, you didn't read your Bible, though. And I walk. <laughs> oh, I am tired. Okay. What of the result? Eh, I never pay my rent. You give yourself first. And God made it very simple. He gave you what will enable you to give yourself. Give yourself time. Give yourself energy. Give yourself resource. Are you only involved in giving when it satisfies your interests? Then you're not giving to God. You're giving to yourself. If you're only involved in the giving when it benefits you, then you're not giving to God. You're giving to what? Yourself. When, when, when you're given to God, there is no personal interest. Jesus said, you can't follow me except you deny yourself. Take up your cross and what? And follow me. The cross represents the place of sacrifice, exchange, where you lay down your interest and pick up God's interest. Brothers and sisters, if you want to be given to God, it will cost you your time, it will cost you your energy, and it will cost you your resources. If you're not playing on any of that level, you're playing games. There is nothing you will do with God and for him that will not cost you time, it will not cost you energy, and it will not cost you resources. No. Do you know, incidentally, that's the same thing that even our job demands from us. That's what they pay you for. Is that not true? They pay you for your time. They pay you for your energy. Is that not true? That's why they pay you. They, you, they expect you to serve them from 8 to 5. because That's why they give you the kind of package they give you. Hallelujah. God can only receive what is in our hands when it flows from a heart that has been given to him in service. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. God can only receive what is in our hands when it flows from a heart that has been given to him in service. A heart. And, and, it, and it takes time, energy, and resource to build a willing heart. A heart that is yielded to God. A heart that is submitted to God. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. Many of us have not really connected this. We've only seen the material giving aspect without understanding the connection between the time and the energy aspect. We've only seen the material side. And that's why God says, if, if you want to give me material and it's not from your heart, you will not be cheerful. Because whatever is taking your energy and your time, that's where your heart is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Are you, some of you, let me reply that. Whatever is taking your time and your energy, that's where your heart is. And if God says, if I don't have that, I'm not interested in what you have in your hand. 
Because you'll be giving like you are paying me. You know, some people give offering like they are paying God. They go say, I don't give offering. More not take. About waiting. If I not give now, everybody will look at me like say I come church. Nobody will look at you. Because you don't know what you're doing. Alright. Second Corinthians 9 from verse 6. But this I say, watch this. He wish so wet. Now in King James, TH means S. So that means the word is using there is a present continuous action word. Is that not so? So it's an action that is not once but continuous. Is that not so? So let's read it without the TH. In place of TH, we read S. It says, He which sows sparingly shall also reap. He which sows bountifully shall also reap. Now, the word sow means. If you are the type, when it comes to God, you sow your time. Check it. You sow your energy. Check it. And you sow your resources. Check it. The system will give you. Check it. Did you hear what I said? You can relate with that. Now, but he will sow sparingly or bountifully. Gives his or her time bountifully, our energy bountifully, and our resources bountifully. What will happen? The system will also give the person bountifully. Can, can I tell you one of the, the, the issues? When it comes to energy, have you watched, watched the way some people, when they praise God, they are like stick. Let us start and praise the Lord. Can we worship God? As if they are carrying load, they'll bring it out now. No emotion, no joy. It's as if you are punishing them by leading them in praise and worship. You'll be singing, you'll sing it. In fact, so we give you eye. How many of you know those when they give eye? They all give you one kind of eye, bad eye like that. It's fast to make come up for them. Then some of the praise leaders will come back. You cannot intimidate me, Satan. They, they, they won't call you. They'll just they say, you cannot. We are here to praise God, not to praise man. It's because of people that are giving their eye. Just give eye. Give eye. Me, you give me eye, give you words. That's my own. I'll tell you what God wants me to tell you. Why? Because when it comes to serving God, worshiping, your energy is cold. But come and see some of these same people after church on Sunday. Go and pass their house and play whiskey. If you do, uh, is it Rema or what is that one? Rema or what is the name? Ah, you see them dancing. First of all, you clean your eye first. Now this, now this person, when are they see for church? It's as if when you are in church, you have arthritis. There's pain from your head to your leg. When you get home, you are healed. If you see the way they will be dancing and twerking for carnal music, but when they come to church, they can't worship God. They can't be expressive. You know why? You are sowing your seed sparingly. Don't, don't expect that the system will reward you for your inconsistency. It doesn't work. God is no respecter of person. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he 
also reap. If God is not abundant in your heart's desire and honor for him, and you don't give abundantly in serving him, why did you think Jesus said the woman who gave widows might give all? Because that true might was her all. It wasn't just about the volume, because compared to the other people that were giving more money, the more money compared to what they have was nothing. It's like you have 10 billion and you are giving five naira offering. Where in a church where everybody give 50 kobo, you would just want to show that you are too much by giving five naira. After all, people are giving 50 kobo. So when they see my five naira, that's, I call it the Ananias and Sapphira spirit. They will know that I am too much. But God will look at your heart and know that you are not honoring him based on what he has done in your life. Are you understanding the message of giving? When the heart is not right, then what is in the hand is God is not interested. So he says, go to the next verse. God now gives us the system, verse 7. Are you ready for this? He said, every man, and I hope you know the word man means male and female. Yeah, the Bible is not gender bias. Man means male and female. All right? Every man or mankind, the, the actual translation of the word man is mankind, which is made up of male and female only. There's nothing else. All right? Every man or male or female, according as he proposes where? In his heart. How you use your time and energy begins from your heart what you hold dear, what you consider important, what you consider priority, as he proposes in his heart, so let him give. Then God says, not grudgingly. People who give grudgingly are people that are trying to do what their heart has not proposed. So they will have grudge. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When your heart has not settled it and agree, there will be a grudge when you do it because it is not flowing from your heart. You have not proposed it from your heart. You've not settled it in your heart that I will offer to God this. Then number two, he said, all of necessity. The word necessity means duty. For the court, tell me, say, I, I, I'm not doing anything for George. I don't give. Ah, no one ever come to ask me, say, they notice me. Say, every time they bring offering plates at the dodge. So this Sunday, I'll peace today. Next Sunday, I'll carry Piquet. Go outside. And be deceiving yourself. And I'll just behave and then some, some meeting will be going, they'll be WhatsApping. Checking WhatsApp. In a service, your heart is not with him. You're not with him. And you think God doesn't notice those things. So people who come to church, they are disconnected. They are faced. They are, you will know that they are not in church even though they are physically there. Maybe they are coming there because their parents want them to come or somebody wants them to come. But their heart is disconnected. They are not there. And God is watching you. Because if your give grudgingly means your heart has not agreed. So there's a grudge. There's an offense. And necessity, duty, I don't come to church. I don't enter here. Before NJ calls, I don't give. For God loves what? A cheerful giver. The word cheerful means a joyful giver. And you cannot be cheerful if you don't propose it in your heart. It's a choice. To be cheerful is a choice. Write it down. To be cheerful is what? 
To be cheerful is what? Yeah, to be cheerful. You laugh is a choice. You frown is a choice. To be cheerful is a choice. It's a choice to submit your will and emotion to God in honor of his word. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm dealing with a lot of um, stronghold this morning. <laughs> Praise God. Let's stop here. We'll continue next Sunday. Rise up on your feet. Amen. Amen. Let, let me read this to you. Until we have decided to give God our time and energy in service, our resources will not count much. That's why people say, I'm sowing, sowing, nothing is happening. Because sowing is a spiritual principle. It's not calico, it's not gamble. Hundredfold doesn't mean if you give uh, um, <laughs> double. Like maybe hundred, you know, so some people can they do it like gambler. Say hundred fold. That means if I give five thousand, what is hundred fold or five thousand? Ten thousand. That's double. So they start reasoning, giving with the mind of a gambler. Giving is service, and service is an expression of worship. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Because we're going to look at the next verse next Sunday, and you will understand that God multiplies everything you give to him as service and causes it to abound much more than you give. Hundredfold doesn't mean double. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Lift your hands and give him praise. Talk to him. And while you do that, just bring out your offering and just worship him. You are my strength when I am weak. You are the treasure that I see. You are my all in all. Seeking you as a precious Jew. Lord, to give all, I'll be a fool. You are my only. Oh, oh, Jesus. Lamb of God, worthy is your name. Praise God. Please have your seat while they take the offering as well. All right, let's read that together. I want to go, everybody. Want to go? Be careful and be wise. Real life is not online. Go to the next one. The core purpose of faith is not to show off, but to please God 
by helping us live the Christ life. Not for you to go and turn stone into bread if the Holy Ghost didn't tell you. All right, go to the next one. Everybody read this. That's the life of Christ. Okay, go to the next one. Irrespective of our experiences, the scriptures cannot be broken. Why? Because God cannot lie, God cannot change, and God cannot be wrong. Amen. All right. Finally, the word and not people and things is the source of true joy and rejoicing. Make time to read here and do the work to experience the joy and rejoicing it offers. And everybody say amen. Thank you for joining us today. Your generosity helps us to take this message to the ends of the earth. You can give on our website at www.therefugehc.org. So go ahead and click on the link in the description. Remember to subscribe to hear more messages like this.